You're listening to the voice of Howard Stern. Hello, you rotten little bloodsucker. This is Alice Cooper. Hey, this is Justin from NSYNC. This is Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, hey, baby. Hello, the King. Oh. Hi, this is Jack. Just back up from the border for a short visit. You know what I'm talking about, pal? Hi there and welcome to another edition of The Horse's Mouth. You're in The Horse's Mouth and my name is John Teague. So this week I had the good op- good opportunity, the great opportunity, the good fortune of speaking with none other than Jamie Powell. Now Jamie Powell is um, one of those people that inspires me. You know, like I, I, you know, I bump into Jamie in the surf car parks. I always enjoy having a chat to him. I see him walking his dog all the time and, and I love his vibe and he's, he's a man on a mission and he, um, so I made a film, uh, not long ago, uh, it's, well, it was a long time. I made it over a long time, five years, but it's now released it's, uh, in, into the world uh, and Jamie was so nice that he gave me some music to go into the film. He's got a band. Um, him and his brother and, and, and a couple of his mates got a band, and they're sick. They're called Three Humps. Check them out on Spotify. Um, and the song Nelly, I just love. And um, anyway, uh, very, very kind of the gang at Three Humps. So I am very grateful um so jamie thank you for that uh jamie is um you know there's a lot of moving parts to jamie power like he is a uh he's a civil engineer he's a musician um i got wind we didn't talk about it that he was an uh a-grade football player back in the day but succumbed to some uh heavy injury um, but through a mutual friend told me later that they, they thought he was going to go quite far with his football, but he didn't even bring it up. Um, so there's that, but no, and Jamie is like uh, a sick surfer, like core, really, really good surfer and, uh, and a really, really good dude. You know, I always enjoyed talking to him. He's a deep guy. He's very thoughtful. Um, you know, uh, and so getting to know Jamie, or I got to know Jamie through the, 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 the Juck board riders, you know, he, he's a fair bit younger than me, but like, that's something that I love doing with the, the Jan Juck board riders. And it, it can, it connects me into a younger demographic of people that like, um, you know, cause we know the heads that we we've surfed with for a long time, but young crew coming up, you don't, you know, that's for me. Uh, I get to surf against them with the young crew and see who's who in the zoo. And, and, and in turn, when I, it's free surfing, you just like um, have created more friends rather than enemies that can happen sometimes in the surf. You know, sometimes in the surf, we don't speak to people. And, and, but if you, you know, as soon as you do, like for me, if I don't speak to someone, they're my enemy, <laughs> you know, like that dude paddling around over there is trying to get what I want, right? And so to say that guy mm, is in my zone a little bit too close and, you know, sometimes if you just, hey, you going, have a chat and then suddenly the guy's not your enemy and, um, you know, you can have a laugh. You go on, you go on, it's communication. Life is fucking communication, right? Ha! Ah, Jamie's a really good egg. I really enjoyed having Jamie in the horse's mouth. Um, he's a man on a mission and I love that. I love that. I really hope you enjoy our chat. Um, now, there's a lot of moving parts to the world, always. 
always, you know, and some people tell me, Hey, dude, lighten up. You should lighten up and, and not worry about it so much, not wear your heart on your sleeve. And, um, but fuck that, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I love caring. I, 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 you know, um, I believe there's more going on here on this ball in the middle of fucking nowhere space than just commerce. Um, I, 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 I deeply believe that there's something, there is a spirit, a connection to land, to each other. Um, and, and the governments don't, don't, they don't support that. <laughs> they don't support that. And people say, well, you got to pick a fucking side, pick a side. Would you rather be with the Ruskies and the fucking Chinese or would you rather be with the West? And I get it, right? No one's got it right, but there are, are things happening. Now let's look at Julian Assange. You know, uh, if you, if you don't know much about his story, there's a documentary called Trustfall, and I really highly recommend seeing it to bring you up to speed on what's going on for Julian, what he did, and how he exposed the American government, right? Because that's what he did, is he just pulled their fucking pants down and showed the world, hey, this is what these cunts are up to behind the scenes. I'm sorry for using that word, but fucking I'm a bit passionate and I'm a bit, I'm a bit hot under the collar about the whole thing at the moment. You, you feel me? They're bullies, but there are bullies everywhere. And Julian exposed them. He kicked the, the hornet's nest of the highest order. Now, if they did wrong and they're trying to cover it up, they're just as bad as anyone. Everyone should be held to contempt if you're in the fucking wrong, right? There's right and wrong. Now I'm on one. So I get it. You know, look at the guy that just got murdered, the Russian helicopter uh, guy. You know, these bullies are everywhere. Putin's a fucking bully. He just murdered Alexei, Alexis. You know, any there's corporate bullies. There's bullies. Fucking Netanyahu is a bully, right? There's bullies everywhere. And unless we stand up together, I, I, you know, we are just as fucking bad. I'm not saying you and me, the listener of this podcast, but our government, our government, and the people who are making laws and deciding who they support and why and how the media pushes agendas and blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't want, really want to fucking go. I'm already here. I'm going hard on it. I'm going hard on it. I didn't want to, but I did want to because I've been thinking about it a lot lately and it fucks me off, you know. It really fucks me off when people are doing perceivably the right thing. I'm sorry if someone loses sleep because they find out that the US government killing fucking innocent people in Iraq. Too fucking bad. That's the reality, right? And they need to be exposed for that. The US government is also a fucking bully. And, 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 and well, we're in bed with them. And we don't say anything because we're in bed with them. And now one of our citizens pulled their fucking pants down and now he's going to die in jail. It's journalism. And it's freedom of speech. And you say, oh, so, you know, it's a national secret or whatever the fuck it was and blah, blah, blah. But, like, they're just protecting people who are murdering people for no good reason. You know, boil it down. I know it's not as black and white as what I'm saying, but it's pretty fucking close. And I just get a little annoyed about it all. I get annoyed by bullies. Uh, I get annoyed by people who push other people around for no good reason. And, you know, you don't have to... There is another way. 
Now, there's I'm I'm, I'm double lining something right now, but I, I look. I don't know. <laughs> Woo! I'm just gonna leave it. Fuck it. Uh, but that's a rant. I ho- really hope you enjoy my chat with Jamie Powell. I really do. Life's out there. There's a lot of good. There is a lot of good. I see it. I see it. But I also see the dark. And it's important to know there's both. To pick a line in the sand and stand up for what you believe. And don't be pushed around. Don't be pushed around. There's enough people who want good in the world to not be pushed around. And, and I mean, yeah, fuck it. I hope you enjoy my chat with Jamie. I'll see you on the other side. Okay. You hear two hours of crap. A complete and total barfarama. What's at play? Where's Where are the morals in this? Yeah. When do you go, dude, you crossed the line and fucking ages ago. Stop. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And, you know, there's so much. Yeah. But I, I just find the Russia thing too. Yeah. I brought Alex up because he was the one guy that could have... Who who stuck it to Putin? Yeah, and then Putin tried to kill him with poison ages ago, and then put him wow. in jail. And so he was pretty good in jail. He was yeah. doing his time, and yeah, he was. Well, yeah, he was healthy at Christmas, and he died yesterday in jail. Yesterday, before, yeah, yesterday, the day before. Fuck, and man. it's just like it's Putin is just methodically silencing everyone, everyone around him. Yeah. And yet he goes on an American talk show last week. Yeah. It's just like, and so that host is knowing that he's trying to give a good image to a dude that's a fucking serial killer. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking wild. It's, yeah. Who would have thought, I don't know, like, yeah, 2024, like, and all that COVID shit that went down, you'd think the world would sort of regain a bit more normality but it let's find some calm worse. water yeah <laughs> I've, I've been tapping into that um and it's probably a bit later like i just watched a documentary the other day that north korea man that stuff's holy shit yeah, um enlighten me like uh kim yong yeah he's he, he's beating his war drums yeah in the docker pretty much and it just talks about how it's like a if you if you're born there you you're sort of i suppose brainwashed to believe the outside world is is horrible it's not what you think and you've got it perfect here and like they don't even have trees or like any sort of you know nice shrub or bushland or anything to look at it's just like bare bones stripped back it's full like did you um, listen to the um joe joe rogan podcast with the girl that escaped from there yeah yeah fucking so hectic and they talk about that in this in this doco how like there's certain um i forget what they call them but they they work outside obviously north korea and you pay them to help transport yeah transport your families out and like they they hike through like forests and stuff at like 2 a.m hearing gunshots and then have to cross rivers and like full just yeah out of a movie shit yeah, yeah. this is happening like and yet the, some of them even get to china or wherever yeah. and then they're like s- captured and re- yeah. resold on as sex slaves or yeah like oh but um so virginia's dad hmm. ran a marathon in north korea what yeah 
So that, yeah, I know it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, every now and then, I don't know if they still do it. Yeah. Kim Yong would, as a show of goods, uh, have a marathon in North Korea, and people would get a train in from China, and so they'd go from China in, and then run the marathon, and then back on the same train and leave. So were they sort of chauffeured around, or yeah, like, yeah, I oh, know, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. But you weren't allowed to go off piste. Yeah. It was like you were under. And so he ran this marathon and all the way, like he said, you could tell people were made almost like it was like someone behind the scenes with gunpoint to yeah, clap right. and cheer. Yeah. And the stadium was full of people that looked so Fake. pale, sad, yeah. just clapping for. Uh, anyway, he snuck off. And. With, with the intention of exploring? Or? Yeah, he's like a real explorer. I mean, yeah. he's ridden a motorbike around the world like three times. What? Yeah, no, and he's just ridden through the Middle East on a motorbike. But the dude's a Hellcat. What is he? What's his... Like, French. French, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's just... Anyway, he's done some YouTubes and he did some filming. Yeah. And he ran up to these people in a farm paddock. And it was barren, like you said. Like, there was just nothing anywhere. And then there was some people and he's like, oh, here's some people. And... You could see how tripped they were on seeing a we- like Westerner, Westerner, yeah, and they were they, they didn't want to talk. They no. were like, because they think if I interact, I'll get shot. Like, yeah, yeah. This, these but, persons an outsider, they're evil, whatever. Like that's the brainwashing they've been told, eh? And so he didn't get caught, but I'm like, they caught that guy, American guy, who was stealing something out of the hotel foyer. Yeah, and they tortured him to death. Recently, what? Yeah, they gave him back to America a para, like a, a, a vegetable, and yeah. then he died in America. I'm pretty sure, but he, they gave him back. They gave him back basically brain dead Holy for stealing shit. something out of a hotel foyer on on his way out of town. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like to imagine. Yeah, yeah imagine anyway. if you just rocked into a hotel in Australia, stole something. Yeah, it'd be like <laughs> you know, nothing. Yeah, be like. No one would even blink a height. Uh, I, I was yeah. thinking this too, yeah, the other day. I, uh, when did I surf? Yeah, I was walking up the reef at Winky from Lowers and mm. the sun was out. Yeah. And I was alone and I was just like, fucking how lucky are we? I know, This man. is sick. Just had a really fun surf. No one's shooting at us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so just it's... Hard to fathom that that shit's happening in other parts of the world. Mm. And then you don't know what to believe. Can you hear those voices? Sounds like the neighbour. No, if they're not too bad, if they're not too bad, we'll (laughs) let it go. Um, But yeah, it's just hard to believe that when we live in this little bubble that that's happening. I I trip on it. But I think being aware of like what's going on out there, um, (laughs) it makes you, it makes you appreciate, you know, what we've got because if you're not I don't, if you're not aware of this shit going on you can really get boiled up with like issues in a, a good place you know what i mean like i think if you're aware of all the bad shit going on in the world or wars whatever it, it really paints a picture of like hey i'm waking up i've got a roof some food some water education a job for most people like man some people would care for that yeah right. that's it <laughs> Yeah, so uh, keeping things framed up, but then 
right? Let's just say you work a pretty full-on job. Yeah. And how quickly you get swept up yeah. in the worries of... Do you get swept up in the worries of the day-to-day and the chasing your tail and you forget and lose perspective? You do, yeah. Quickly. 100%. And I feel like most people, especially when they've got kids and a mortgage that's got them strapped, yeah, don't have the capacity to be thinking outside that framework. No, correct. And you know what I was saying to you before, like... If I get too jammed up with work, I can't do this. Yeah. And it's a real luxury. Yeah. To, and so it's a luxury to have the perspective of how lucky we are, which we are, mm. and then have the space to be able to create or do things that we love. You're yeah. in a band. Yeah. You know, like the surf. Yeah. Like these are things that we hang our hats on, yet. People are, are struggling for fucking water. Yeah, I know it's crazy, man. Like, yeah, or they're you know fleeing these, uh, but then and you also sorry, it's just getting fucking real weird, real yeah. quick. But it's great, I love it. <laughs> it's um, but you go like, how quickly it can change? Because I'm like in the supermarket. And I'm like, this, like, you gotta explain to someone a supermarket 100 years ago, there'll be this joint that everything that you could fucking imagine yeah, is there. Yeah. Everything. Everything. You, what you mean, like chickens? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can have as much as you want. And, yeah. Uh, but then, like, COVID hits really quickly and you realize that it's just like the fine balance. Mm. So if something happens, we, we're in it. It doesn't go, take long to go to shit as well. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But I, in saying that though, like I think it's, I think it's also healthy to have emotions as well. Like you can't always just put a positive face on. Like if you're feeling shit or you're struggling, like it's 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 all about that new age mental health. Like it's it's okay to not be okay. Like uh, yes, you can put on a brave face and go, oh how lucky are we? But then on the same token it's i think it's okay to grieve as well like that's just part of human nature yeah but it's just that balance of like appreciating what you got but then controlling your emotions and going okay how can i deal with this who can i talk to i'm 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 in my rights to actually open up about how i'm feeling and if if i'm feeling shit that's that's okay yeah being comfortable with that so you have bad days oh everyone has bad days Do you yeah. have bad days where you wake up and you just can't articulate why you feel bad uh, I oh, get a bit of anxiety, I suppose. You know, when yeah, you're yeah. super hung and you go, know, "What am I doing?" It's surf's cooking or whatever. Or it's sunny outside, and I'm just stuck in bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, sometimes yeah. I'll just say that because sometimes I'll wake up and I'll be like, "I'm off," and yeah. I fucking everything's like a little agitating. Yeah, and I can't quite understand what that is other than just go, "Oh fuck it." It's one of those days. Yeah, yeah, feel yeah. a bit off, and it'll pass. Yeah, but that, I think that's about. You've got to really find what works for you routine-wise. Like, a lot of stuff that's happening in this new age is like, you know, the likes of ice baths, meditation, yoga. Like, a lot of people are tapping into that shit. Like, you wonder why? Because it, it actually works, yeah? Oh. If you stay up late, binging on Netflix, whatever, and feel like shit the next day, like, it's it's a result of your own sort of doing. Like, having a bit of discipline, I think, you know, goes a long way, yeah. And I'm I'm not perfect by any means. Like, 
No one I'll, is. I'll be scrolling YouTube to like yeah, yeah, yeah. two AM or something, you know. And sometimes it's fucking great fun. Yeah, you know, like I learn a lot through YouTube, but sometimes you know it's you know fuck whatever. But it's it's just input output. Yeah, healthy input all the time. YouTube's porn, fucking whatever it is you <laughs> want to be putting in. It yeah. creates if it's all the time. Yeah, it's too much. Um, yeah. same as food. Yeah. you go and eat maccas all the time. If I have a Big Mac now, it's fucking delicious. It's good. 20 minutes later, my thoughts, my thoughts, I just know my thoughts fall into a hole. It affects my thinking. I'm acutely aware of it because I'm I'm really clean these days. Yeah. You know, I haven't had a drink for a long time and I eat really clean. And when I have junk food, my thinking goes to shit. Yeah. But it's, I think, Balance is just a key, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. If, yeah, you, no, totally. if you're on this strict, like, I've seen it with a few people that like get on these, and I'm I'm probably a victim or a, a person who's been like this. You know, you get on these health kicks, and you're like, oh, I've been doing ice baths, I've been going to sleep, and you just all you want to do is talk about yourself. But like, the thing I've learned is like, do that, balance it with a bit of you know, partying sleeping in whatever and just like do it for yourself not for any other reason and you that's when i think it's like the perfect sort of situation or like amount of good and bad without you know beating it beating your horn or yeah, yeah, yeah. talking about i'm it to keto everyone. now yeah. everyone and because <laughs> <laughs> that people get sick of you pretty quick and you know i i've i sort of when I'm on these health kicks, you know, I'll say to Nancy, whatever, like, oh, I feel so good, this, that, and the other. Why are you doing this? And she's just like, shut up. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, if you yeah, feel yeah. that good and you're doing it, just keep it to yourself. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. But sometimes you want to share to people what makes you feel so good. Correct. And, yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm always banging on about cold, the how good the cold is to my mom. And she's like, you're fucking nuts. Like, yeah. You're not getting, and then she just told me, on the phone today that she'd been at this uh, health retreat, Guinguana or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and she was doing some cold water therapy up there. And I was like, <laughs> in hey. my mind, I didn't say anything. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Finally. How's that? How's like, not to rationalize on like the older generation, but it's like, you know, if you're out in the cold, you're going to get sick. Don't go in the cold. You'll get a cold. Like all that stuff and fucking theories you know but 40 it, 50 years ago it's probably shit rubbing from their parents correct yeah when things weren't as luxurious as they are now and being sick was a little bit more i'm just i'm just fucking trying to think out loud here. yeah maybe like when being sick hospitals weren't what they are now medical people, science people went down yeah maybe it's just old thinking carried on a bit because mm. Wim Hof is blowing the fucking doors off that. Oh, he's well and truly, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't he? I know. It's awesome. Yeah. Hey, what? So tell me, musically, what are yeah. you listening to at the moment? What am I listening to at the moment? Uh, man, I have a different music week every week. Like some days will be Monday driving to work. I'm like, all right, it's reggae week this week. You know, Billy Boyo, bit of Bob Marley. And then the next week, I'll be like, I'm feeling like some, you know, party techno and just play some rave music at like 6 a.m. going to work. And then it could be, I don't know, punk rock, Ramones, yeah. some New Order, whatever, like just 
anything. Yeah, I think yeah, being yeah. open to every genre is... Except for Taylor Swift. I don't know why people are going to that fucking concert. Swifties. <laughs> Swifties. Man, um, uh, I, I agree with you, though. Like, I think there's good and bad music in all genres. Yeah. Um, I don't know what... Honestly, until three days ago, I didn't know a Swiftie song. Yeah. Like, I couldn't have said to you, oh, this is a Swiftie song. Uh, and then someone played me one. I was like, oh, actually, I do know that. Yeah, you've heard it on the radio. Or... But if I walked into, bumped into her in the supermarket, I wouldn't know what she looked like. Yeah. Would you? Oh, I noticed a lot of people were wearing like sparkly stuff, I suppose. So she was rocking sparkles. that sort of kit. She was rocking sparkles in the supermarket. Yeah. But that, I shouldn't be writing off. Like, I'm sure she's talented and a very great performer and, you know, created such a great career, but it's just not for me. Yeah. Like, no, I think if you've got yeah. kids, it's, it's, that's, that's the vibe. Yeah. Everyone that I know that went was like going with their kids. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Did you know that she made the most money on this tour of any musician on a tour in the history of the world? Yeah, well, I read something like she had a 110,000 triple night sellout. Like that, I think that's more than the grand final, man. Like they have, what, close to 100,000 on Granny Day? And- yeah, I guess. So I think worldwide, I don't know if it's worldwide, but she made... Over no one's made over a billion. She's made over a billion, billion dollars, <laughs> USD. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of cash, eh? One, 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 one tour. Yeah, it's a lot of cash. What would you do with that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's just like the brain hurts because, like, you know, the laundry list of shit that I would like to just impulsively buy is long. Yeah. And I'd have a whole lot of shit lying around that I thought I needed and I don't. <laughs> she'd have, I reckon she'd have, like, a manager for everything, though, yeah? Like, her house, her career, her oh, yeah. clothes. Like, she would... Yeah, she, no. She'd, she'd have a lot of backing with her, you know, crew her on the road and stuff. Like, have to have a lot of trust with where her cash is going i listened to a pretty um uh a good podcast the other day and this guy who was like um you know like i don't know is a motivational talker kind of guy yeah lives on a boat down around antarctica or something oh yeah you know interesting cat it was a good i'll send it to you it was really interesting listen really like good for your um healthy thoughts yeah uh and he was saying that he doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do he just does because he write, he's a writer and he does all this stuff and he goes i just concentrate on that and i have people do everything else right and that keeps me uh so i don't have to worry about yeah focus on the task at hand yeah, yeah. yeah. and then i can take care of myself to do what i think is important rather yeah. than doing things that aren't important like he goes cooking dinner for me is not a big i just want it yeah <laughs> I don't want to do the laundry. <laughs> and, and yeah, and he lives on a boat, this guy. It's a fucking wild podcast, actually. Oh, but yeah. I think, like, from a creative aspect, if you're that far in, like Swifty, you would have to have, she would do nothing but think. Probably just creatively. Create. Yeah. Yeah. But in saying that, I don't know, she'd probably have a few people that would write some songs for her, I reckon, eh? When you're that high up. Like, I'm sure she's very talented, et cetera, but she'd have people working with her to assist with those yeah sounds no doubt and whatnot, no fucking but, doubt yeah. like don't they all <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Yeah. Now, growing up for you, you're a musician. Yes. What musical instruments? So, well, I suppose I can tap pretty deep into this, um, and you'll probably appreciate this. We grew up, so taking it real, real back, mum and dad originally from Melbourne, Black Rock. Dad went to St. Bede's, mum, St. Leonard's. They met, did a bit of traveling, et cetera, et cetera, got married. Um, and then uh, had my brother Sam, 92, and then me, 94, and we moved to... Is Sam older than you? Yeah, two years mm. or 18 months. But textbook sort of talky scenario, dad, keen surfer, just said, hey, we've, we've got to get down the coast. Like, that's where it's at. Bells, Torquay, um, had a place in the city. And then eventually dad convinced mum. We moved down and we actually lived on uh, right near um, Ocean Boulevard, right near Bird Rock Cafe, like two, a house, two or three houses up towards Boobs, like right there at Rental, mm-hmm. which was pretty sick spot. Yeah, that was 95. Yeah, a couple doors down from there. And um, then eventually they found an old house on Bells Boulevard, I think. Yeah, there's a bit of history there with like Pat Rawson and stuff used to shape their crew, knocked around in there. I don't know the full story, but it, Dad was saying like a lot of shapers and stuff and whoever used to kick around there. But it was a pretty old beaten up joint, pretty much across the road from the Brooks's old place. So you come out of uh, Sunset Strip, hook a left towards Bells. It's mm. first sort of second on the right. There? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got that. And then funnily enough, that was next door to the Ruds, yeah? So we had Iggy, Max, Josh, the others, and there was obviously Xavier on the scene. So that's when me and my bro first kicked it off musically, like hanging out with them. They had like all the kid at their house, you know, drums, guitar, percussion. Xavier would often drop by, but it was sort of like, I don't know, it must have been like after school, primary school, eight years old. We would just go and jam for like hours every day after school, eh? So, yeah. But to answer your question, drums originally, and then I can sort of play bass, not that well, but mainly drums, yeah. So we we actually swap a few instruments in the band a bit, yeah, which is fun. Oh, I love that though, like yeah. hanging out, the ruds, just yeah. jamming, fair bit of... um. Do the ruds, are they all still playing music except for Zay? Yeah, yeah, Iggy's... A, drummer as well and max he got into a lot of the classical stuff and he's i think he's uh pretty much what they call a professional guitar player now um iggy's i think a doctor they're also switched on like josh has obviously got gander and xavier xavier and um dom and a few others are yeah doing some good things so very talented family yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but um yeah, so life what... was good in those days, man. Like, it was just get off the bus, either surf, skate, play music. Like, I feel like we got that last bit of, you know, the golden era before it went to digital, you know, mums on Facebook blowing up about their kids being, doing naughty shit or whatever, you know. Like, it was just a bit off the leash before shit went a bit, bit different, you know, no phones, that sort of thing. What, were you still in the 90s? This is early 2000s. Early 2000, yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. started yeah. to swing. Yeah. It was still in that pretty wild westish early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. I like remember. Ride to the beach, board under the arm. 
not being an advocate, but no helmets, that sort of stuff, you know. It wasn't an electric bike. No, no. <laughs> How is that? That's what I want to talk about. Electric scooters or bikes. That's just what kicks around these days, hey? The norm. You know, like I was riding to the gym this morning and there's this kid fanging up Darian on his electric bike and I was like, gave way to him like he was a motorbike. I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> and it's almost as if now, like if you don't have an electric bike, you're, you're a leper you left out like i feel sorry for kids like that man like as much as you want to preach the old school you know push bike i think generally you'd be like fuck i'm left out here like every, all my mates have got one i need to get one of these yeah oh, totally yeah like the 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 things that the kids have now it, it astounds me yeah that dog <laughs> uh yeah an electric bike's been one and like look it's good and it's like if people can afford it that's fine but i just i don't reckon how many you'd see fucking flying around cryo mm. do you think i don't uh maybe stolen ones <laughs> that's what i mean you know, like yeah. yeah yeah stolen or it's yeah a, it's, it's, yeah but it, the world's it's different man the world is different but the same correct and you don't have to leave or get far from torquay for it to get i do a lot of work out in the country yeah I do a lot of um yep videography and photography in, in rural areas and uh you get out there and things are pretty real still real milk bars Back to reality real, yeah. real people floating in just like eh, yeah fucking have a pine sauce and how you going mate hey, not bad yeah. <laughs> i fucking love it it's so good so good i really do like it and this is man this is the thing about this podcast yeah is people like have you noticed lately like people like are so fact-driven if it's not science-based, if it's not... And they can write off podcasts to a degree. Yeah. And I was thinking about this. I was like, I love talking. Mm. And talking goes back hundreds of thousands of years yeah. around campfires and storytelling. Yeah. Journaling, and all that sort all of stuff. That stuff. Yeah. And we would just hash things out. And through a conversation, you would your barometric reading mm. would be like, I like that. I don't like that. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's a good story. It doesn't have to be real, but there could be a metaphor in it. And yeah. it makes me feel better about my life. Whatever the fuck yeah, it is. It's yeah. just sharing. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be so like fucking, dun, dun, dun. and this is, a, this is why this space and talking to people yeah. is as the further we push into a digital world. I, I love. Yeah. Love. So, so, Keep talking. <laughs> no, um, yeah. going back. That's uh, so you guys were were jamming and stuff. And so were you doing music at school? Yeah. What? So we got into it really young, and we this, uh, yeah, we used to play at like the school assemblies. I think we actually we did a tour, like the the Torquay Primary School rock band tour of like all these different schools and stuff. And it was, it was we got like a mini bus, and it was epic like the the uh the music teacher mr reed i think it was ben reed probably a few listeners will will remember him um i think he might even still be there but yeah he, he rented a bus trailer we went around did all these like tours the talkie uh rock band which was sick hold on I, that uh, was the name of your band talkie rock band money for jam i think it was um and yeah it was the the rudd brothers me and my brother sam few others i can't remember exactly but um yeah we knocked around did all that which was 
really cool like introduced to it really early but then <clears throat> excuse me um sort of as we transitioned to high school got into like footy and surfing sort of not put the music down but it just slowly transitioned to like not not playing much like me and sam obviously living together at home would play and jam a bit and when we got to high school they, they had a bit of a pretty good music scene there but it was a lot of like um traditional like reading music that sort of stuff which I, I i'm not that good at like i just have a sort of natural approach it's and, a feel yeah like i can <clears throat> excuse me i did like lessons and stuff to learn the theory but just wasn't super interested in it um but then i suppose yeah footy and surfing took over and it wasn't till probably 2018 19 we uh yeah, got the band back together, me and my brother and another mate, Jasper Bingham, and started Three Hump. So it's been sort of a bit of a hiatus in between, but now now we're back playing a few shows. It's good fun, though. It's really good. Fun. I haven't seen you live, but you know I love the band because I love Nelly. Yeah. Put it in Belly of the Beast. That was sick. Um, Let's talk about um, how I saw you that day. Yeah, that was pretty random, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, you obviously hit me up for the track and I was like, yep, use it. Like, you don't need to pay us. That's fine. I'm, you know, we're supportive of it. And I was up in the city with Nancy and we we saw you at Carlton at the cinema there. At the It was the premiere. Yeah. of it. Was it the premiere? Or the was the premiere. second screen? Yeah, the premiere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it? The Nova, is it? Yeah, Cinema Nova yeah. at the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought you were there for it. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, awesome, Jamie supporting, yeah. yeah. And you're like, whoa, what, what, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was classic. Sick film though, man. you got to be stoked on that. Yeah, I am stoked with it. Yeah. I, it's hard to be... I, I want it to find a home. Yeah. And it's getting close. It, I saw it won an award or something. Yeah. It made the finals of the Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. It won... Best Picture at the Bells Beach Surf Film Festival. Yeah. And it won Best Picture at another one in Melbourne called Cineverse. Wow. So it's had, it's been three, two, two Best Pictures and a final. Yeah. So it's tracking pretty good. I think Lawn Cinema are going to play it soon. And uh, Eve from Board Riders has been organising with um, the Surf Museum to have it shown a few more times. Oh, sick. And I got a sales agent who uh, emailed me. I'm reluctant to talk about, it, but she said there's an international platform possibly having wow. a, a sniff of it. Yeah, that would be. I'll be stoked. Yeah, if that happens, then I'll go. Yeah, I'll be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. But right now, I'm sort of like, uh, mm. you know, a lot of, lot of. Uh, anyway, we'll just see what happens. But yeah, Sick. that was that was so fortuitous. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh, now, academically, how were you at school? Uh, you, I was, you, you were good. I was okay. I, uh, I, I didn't have a lot. Of, like I'm, I don't know. I've definitely got a bit of ADHD. Like I, I find it hard to focus for a long periods of time. Like how I you like going, how are you going at the moment? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll do 20 minutes focus, and then I'll sort of come out and go. I need to get up and do something. But in conversations, I, yeah, I can often, yeah, you know, continue and. What about concentrate. watching a film? Uh, if I'm interested, I love it. Yeah, but if it's if I'm not really into it, I often 
it's, zone it's out. Yeah. I reckon I could be undiagnosed. It's very similar. I really yeah. find it hard to stick at something. Yeah. I find myself going hard and then just something will take my attention. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm over here now. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, you've got to come back here. No, yeah. back here. I, I can't have trouble sticking. Exactly. But yeah, I, I did okay. Like I, I got enough to get into the course I was after. I, I suppose I'm upon reflection like... At the time, you know, your, your ATAR or whatever it's called was such a big pressure point, you know. I feel, oh, if you don't get a good ATAR, you're going to fail at life. Like, I think schools put way too much pressure on a score that you come out with. Like, I've got mates that dropped out of school, you know, year, year 10, year 11, and they're either successful tradesmen or entrepreneurs. Like, I think the pressure they put on this, like, academic side of thing is just horrible yeah like at a period of your life when you probably should be having yeah a really good time yeah yeah and it's it's unfortunate because i think a lot of people would get hung up on this score you know it's they think that's a a scoring system of like how well you're going to do in your life slash career from here but the fact is like you can get into courses through other routes you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it yeah like Dude, I got the lowest mark in my school. <laughs> and I was, yeah. And, yeah. But I didn't, I was dyslexic and was diagnosed. Yeah, right. And I just gave up. Yeah. And really hit the bongs. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so, man. but I had a, I suffered a lot of anxiety at the end of school yeah. because I thought I was a dumb fuck. Really? Totally. And I like just was, and what you were just saying, I thought I was just going to be a failure. Like yeah. my life was just doomed. Yeah. And it took me a few years to get out of school just being like, fuck that. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. That's it. Uh, I think nowadays it's more like progressive in that sense that there's like VCAL, there's TAFE courses, and it, it, not everyone's just hung up on this ATAR score, yeah. What, a- like, ATAR? That's a new word uh, for me. For you, it would have been, was it, what is it, HSC no, or something? No, that or was the old one. Enter score? No. The, um, was it, is it, the VCE? Yeah. Is, is it still VCE, but the score is something else? Yeah, so it was enter score, and then I think they changed it to ATAR. I don't know what it is yeah, now, but it's essentially like a score out of 100. Yes. And then that depicts whether you're getting into a course or yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, because like if you get 99, whatever, you can be yeah, going to yeah. whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. But I don't know. It's not always the case. But you, know? you did well if you're an engineer. Yeah, I got I got what I needed, so... Yeah. Did you always want to be an engineer? Uh, yes and no. It was a case of going to the um the careers dude, yeah. And he was like, so what do you like? I said, oh, surfing, <laughs> physics, surfing. It was mainly maths, physics, and numbers, problem solving. And then he said, oh, well. So you're good with the numbers? Yeah. Well, I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah, you can only yeah, say yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Somewhat. Like not. Not amazing, but enough to... It's, it's mainly the problem solving and sort of like setting a task. How, how are we going to solve this through through numbers or, you know, reverse engineering process to, to get an outcome? And he sort of just said, well, engineering sounds like probably the one for you. So I said, all right. I think we went to a an open day at Deakin, me, mum and dad, and checked it out and away we went. Um, I sort of toyed with the idea of Melbourne, but... I just knew I wouldn't be surfing as much. So um, in hindsight, I probably would have 
like to have done that route because I'm sort of tapping into that, that Melbourne space a bit more now with Nancy in my life because she obviously lives up there, which is sick because I get to experience, you know, a different part of that world and what it has to offer, which I know you're very familiar with over your life. Well, yeah, but, like, I think if you had it maybe, like, if you look at it from the standpoint of, like, now you get to experience it. More maturely, yeah. Oh, and and appreciate it more if you had had done uni up there. Yeah. I reckon the tarnish wears off after a while and you're like, get the fuck out of here. Prior to sort of, yeah, I suppose meeting Nancy and seeing her up there, my memories of Melbourne would just be hung over in one of my mates, like, college rooms just fucking wanted to get the fuck out of there and get back home so i think you're right like doing it more maturely now is definitely a yeah different route so and um and so you went to uni in warnable uh no warm ponds oh warm ponds yeah yeah i did live in warnable for a year though for work but yeah we can touch on that and we'll come back to As that. As the uh, story goes on. I just, I just drew that line because I just was like, oh, maybe went to, must, have, must have gone down there for uni, but no. No, it was, it was warm ponds for engineering. So I did the double degree of engineering and commerce. So the engineering units were at warm ponds and then uh, they had a commerce faculty at the waterfront there. I throw the word commerce cool. around a lot. Yeah. What, what, what do you learn when you're studying, actually studying commerce? Oh, it's, it's essentially just, I suppose, business, yeah. So I majored in finance, so looking at how the financial world works, you know, micro, macro, economics, um, project management. The, the main sort of driver for me... Anything about the stock market? Yeah. Yeah, all that yeah, stuff? All that stuff, compounding interests, all that sort of stuff, which are good skills to have, yeah, if you want fucking to be... Fucking Yeah. If you want to yeah. <laughs> fucking function in a Correct. capitalistic world. Yeah. But what sort of drew me was like, okay, you can do straight engineering for four years or you can do the double degree for five and a half. So I thought, well, it's an extra year and a half. I get another degree and it probably increases my chance of employability. Plus, I sort of was like knew through my brother and a few other friends, I knew what the university life was like, i.e., you know, pretty free, open, traveling, you could save some money you know there wasn't commitments that sort of thing so yeah it was good holidays yeah 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 but the first year was a real learning curve like i sort of took my mentality from high school went to the first year and i was just like holy shit this is way harder what mentality was that oh just more the fact i could just get by yeah like oh yeah just do minimal effort yeah all of a sudden you're like, shit, I need this score to pass this unit. And it's like, I just scraped by that first year. I think I failed one unit, but I was, I really sort of kicked into gear sort of second and third year going, fuck, I need to put some effort in here if I want to get this course and do well. Cause it's, it is hard. Like a lot of the physics side and that sort of it, I found it really, really tricky. So, um, and, if you're not, are the teachers saying, are they giving you enough, like, they're like, you're not, you you could be doing better like, in your ear or is it? No, it's, it's just uni's yourself. just like, you got to do it yourself, yeah. And a lot of people get caught out because in high school, you know, you, especially, I suppose, more financially better off families, they get like tutors and, you know, your teachers supporting, but uni, it's sort of like, right, show up, take, like, it's your, 
your choice and what you want to do here. And if you if you're not willing to show up and get the work done, it's no, uh, no one cares. No one cares. You mm. know, they they just look at it like, all right, you're repeating a unit more cash for us. You know, it's costing you another fifteen hundred bucks a unit. You know, and so does that mean you get a, you've got a hex hex debt? Yeah, correct. Still, which I'm still. Oh, I've nearly paid it off, but it was it's a lot of cash. We can go down that rabbit hole of why Australia has hex debts, but anyway. Why, why does... Oh, I, I don't know like enough about it, but I know once upon a time it was free. Fuck yeah. A long time ago. Well, which, it, just, which it should be, yeah. We're following America. Yeah. It's, so it's hard because people finish school and then go, okay, I'm going to go to uni for five years, but I've racked up a 50K debt and then I could have been working for full time in those five years and uh, you know triple or quadruple that like, can i can i ask what your debt was when you left 50 grand for two degrees and which is a lot of cash um but it's not as if and so what's it look like the payback scheme like so it's they... essentially you just get taxed a bit more on your income oh yeah so it's not as if you get like a car loan and you have to make repayments every week. It's when you earn cash, a little bit more comes out. So even if you went and got a job at Bunnings, would yep. it come out of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes out of everything, wherever you get Everything, money. like obviously if you're not declaring it, like you're earning cash or whatever, you, you don't have to. But if everything's on the books, you, you just get taxed a small portion. I don't know the exact uh, percentages, but it's around sort of, it goes up as you earn more cash. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's yeah, it's not of. that much of a burden. I well, if you get an amazing career out of it, yeah, you'd yeah, be like, correct. You know, fuck. So I sneeze that shit. In the yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's going to be a good feeling once um I've paid it off. It's nearly yeah. done. Yeah. Well, it's a sense of accomplishment too. Yeah. And, you know. But the annoying thing is, it does, um, it does go up each year with inflation. So you're not charged an interest, so to speak, on it directly but they essentially go well you're borrowing money from us to pay for you um your degree however we have to increase that each year based on inflation like your your cpi indexes yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing yeah yeah and so well we're here what how's you left uni yeah and have the job that you have now is it the job that you've had since you left uni no i've had a number of different routes um i actually started first job was with the geelong council actually which was pretty cool student engineer there just while i was studying um learned. was that when you i bumped into you one day and you're like i'm doing a roundabout no nah, that was that was a bit later on yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i did that and then finished uni and then i was straight to actually um vic roads so their construction delivery team um and that's where I was living in Warrnambool for a year. So they had like a graduate program, moved down there, which was sick. I got some epic waves, um, pretty cruisy job, like not probably the best career decision in the fact that I wasn't learning a heap, but I was having a sick time. So it was okay. Um, I did that for a couple of years back in Geelong as well. And then um, started with another mob, Fulton Hogan, who had like a... An, essentially like an alliance contract with the department of transport so we did their work on behalf of them um but that was awesome we did like 
I did stuff in like Princetown, Timboon, Torquay, Great Ocean Road, like all sorts of different projects, you know. So, so what, what, what sort of projects are we talking about? Like, like you... roundabouts, that oh, one yeah, in yeah, um, yeah. Beach Road, yeah. um, South Beach Road. And so when, when you say that, let's just drill in on one. And yeah. you go, so when, you're, when it's happening, what are you doing? So what's hands-on look like project that that stage i was a uh, project engineer so you're essentially managing the project from essentially the ground up like you get the design you review the design organize subcontractors and your internal team to build it you got to cost track the budget make sure it's all built yeah so you pick who gets the contract to do the labor uh, at that stage, we had our own internal yeah, crews, okay. yeah. but then you'd likely get additional, you know, subcontractors to assist. We can't do everything. Like you'd have line marking or um, signage, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But we would actually do the bulk earthworks, you know, excavations, placing of your materials, asphalting, that sort of stuff. But essentially, yeah, a, a project manager, making sure it's on budget, reporting to your client, you know, that's where it gets, I suppose, tricky because it's like any sort of building aspects, you know, hey, this might cost more. This is the variation. We've got to agree on this price. Um, yeah, just day-to-day and then completion of that project, closing it out. Um, but doing like speed speed runs through the roundabout, make sure. Yeah. <laughs> now they do that, risk assessments, that sort of stuff, make sure it's built correctly. Um but I suppose the thing I love about it is you get something, you plan it, you deliver it, and then you can see the finished product. Um, and that whole process of communicating, liaising with people, you know, stakeholders, and just executing that plan, you know. Like yeah. if there's a finish line there, you got to make sure you're, you're working through it to get there. So when you finish that, you go, yes, did that, ticked, everyone's happy. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But um, yep. then you go. Do I go? Do you go straight into a new project, or you take a little yeah, holiday? Or, yeah, depending on sort of where you're at. But often you've got multiple projects on the go, so you might have that plus another one, or you know, on the Great Ocean Road, or here or there. Like it's, it can get very tricky, and your phone's buzzing all day. <laughs> yeah, okay. And some days you go, "Why the fuck am I doing this?" But it's good. I like, I like the the upbeat energy. No, no days sort of the same. It's always go 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 and um is it sustainable forever probably not but while i'm young and enjoying it it's good i like it so when i'm driving around swearing because there's fucking roadworks everywhere yeah you're behind it all uh no i get that a lot that <laughs> south beach one was funny because a lot of people would drive through sight and see me and like honk and say what the fuck are you doing <laughs> over the road <laughs> yeah. um but yeah there was some really cool stuff down the great ocean road like have you seen those rockfall netting yeah soil nailing projects yeah like we had a, a bunch of those some landslip stuff um like people abseiling down yeah and doing, yeah 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 yep. and then i was always like that looks fun that looks like a fun job yeah yeah and then we had like a massive uh reconstruct fill at timboon so it was uh essentially they do like an assessment from a like a ground soil report that's it's, it's it's uh at risk of collapsing so what you do is essentially dig it out rebuild it sort of as like a step configuration backfill out rebuild the road um yeah that was really cool and um yeah it's just every project's different i suppose and so so when we spoke earlier you said 
there was a darker aspect to this line of work. Yeah, yeah. So the current job I'm on is the rail in Geelong. So I'm sure you've driven Geelong lately. And no, I haven't, but I hear that it's shut in there. Yeah, correct. Right. So uh, that's not actually my section of the project I'm working on, but um, they're essentially from Warm Ponds to South Geelong, they're duplicating it. And just making what's there across It's only one. a single track, so they're right. duplicating it to yeah. two. And with that, they're removing level crossings via bridges over the top. So one at um, Surf Coast Highway there, yeah. Grovedale, and then one near the Vic Roads office at Fine Street. Mm. Um, so, yeah, huge, huge project. It's it's awesome. I'm loving it. But um, as I said, like big contact hours... Um, you forfeit a lot of sort of your personal time for us, you know, surfing, loved ones, um, which is which is what you sign up for. But um, as I said, I just don't think it's a sustainable um, sort of way of work forever, yeah? Like I can see a lot of people on that project sort of higher up and even on the ground and stuff where I think, geez, like I hope I'm not working these sort of hours when I'm 60 or 50, you know, or, or raising a family, that sort of thing. Um, I, uh, yeah. So what kind of hour are we talking? Well, it's essentially anywhere from 50 to 70 hours a week. Yeah. So out, know, out, out the door at home at 5.36, home at 6. But the, the way I sort of look at it is it, You've got blokes that do this FIFO out in the mines, yeah. It's just, it's a similar setup here, but I get to come home every day, sleep in my bed, see my dog, see my family, see my girlfriend, still surf. Um, that's the way I've got it, sort of mentality-wise, right now. Yeah, and and, plus, and there's an end date as well. And plus, it's it's good experience, man. Like I'm learning crazy sort of stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like you know you're not the sort of guy that's just going to go and piss it all up against the wall, or yeah. you know, like you go into it with a, a plan of sorts. Fuck, man. You know, yeah. well, it's Royster. That's you it. just dig in for a while. Correct. And yeah. like the team we've got's really, really sort of great to work with we've got like a really sort of like-minded people within my team quite young same sort of i suppose aspirations and that sort of stuff so there's down days there's good days it's like any workplace yeah, yeah. Like everything yeah. yeah everything ups and downs it doesn't matter what you drill in on anything and there's ups yeah. and downs it doesn't yeah um no that, i mean it doesn't sound is there any other darkness no i just it's just you, you sacrifice a lot of your own personal life for for that sort of career yeah, and what you want to do. But it's I knew what was I was signing up for and I was like, you, you just got to do your time in this industry of those sort of like tier one, tier two uh, contracts, you know, projects. I think my yeah. brother's an engineer and... Yeah? Yeah, and he works for uh, T-H-A-L-E-S, Tales, Tales. Okay. French engineering company in Melbourne, yeah. they're global. He's been all over, like posted wow. in Manila, uh, Joburg. Uh, he's been all over the joint working. He's now back in Melbourne um, working on something out at the airport. Yeah. They do a lot of like, uh, you know, takeoff runway towers oh, cool. sort of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, 
he, he like the hours you're saying you know he's yeah. got two kids now and he works buku hours yeah. like it's fucking but i think you know you just do the grind early that's and, it. you know set yourself up and yeah grind it out that's fuck yeah. seems to be what most people do well that's it i i look at it now i don't have kids i'm not married i've obviously got a partner and i'm close with my parents my brother in particular he's got two kids now and i want to be around for them like i don't have a lot of those sort of commitments um so it's sort of just a matter of making hay while the sunshine, yeah? Yeah. Like, um, you did a good podcast with Timmy Stevo. He does a similar thing, you know? Yeah. Working offshore, that sort of stuff. Because, you know, there's good money to be made. And if it's out there and you can, go get it, eh? Like, oh, totally. Um, I don't know. And it's, it's, it's funny because you sort of get written off sometimes. Why are you working so much? Why are you doing this? You know, but you just got to think about okay what's what's the objective here why am i doing this and i feel um well you get to go surfing in hawaii yeah (laughs) yeah hey i gotta take a piss real quick oh yeah 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 no go go. feel better yeah good you said hawaii i think you were wanting to go down that path no i mean i will get definitely get to hawaii um But no, more more the path was is like yeah, you work so you can and you can do these things. You yeah, know, go on these strike missions. Like look at the fucking yeah. strike missions Timmy Stevo's pulling. Yeah, I know. Pretty off Wild. the charts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's why you do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you got like are you saving up for a house? Uh no. I was. I suppose I was fortunate to um, obtain. A small house uh, a couple of years ago, actually, and um, I've got a fat mortgage, which I'm chipping away at. So. Yeah, but that's why you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saving to pay down a house that I have ambitions to pay off one day, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. Well, that's good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's It's been challenging with the interest rates the last couple of years, which... It has, right? Has, yeah. it, has it changed the playing field? Well... For a lot of people, yeah, because essentially what you had was um, COVID occurring where it was record low interest rates, um, meaning it was it was cheap to borrow money. Yeah, 2%. Oh, no, what was it? Like yeah, 2%. Point, 0.2. Yeah, that was the cash rate, but what, what the banks were offering were, was less than that. Like, it was, they were offering stupid, ridiculous, like, fixed, fixed rates for four years for, like, 1.9%, yeah. And then what happened was... Um, you got the likes of the job keeper, the job seeker, where they were just pumping cash. Inflation went up. How do you fix that? Increase interest rates to just stop people spending, and then all of a sudden, interest rates have essentially, uh, you know, tripled, if not more, from what they're offering. You know, two percent now it's well over six. So you can imagine that. I don't know the exact numbers, but like you, most sort of average family household are essentially looking at like an extra thousand bucks more a month compared to what it was back, you know, three or four years ago, which is a lot of cash, you know. Oh, it's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And what, you know, I didn't realize this till quite recently that that's what they're doing. They're choking the economy Yeah. to stop spending. Correct. And, but I'm like, well, The boomers have made so much money through property in the last 15, 20 years, 30 years, whatever the fuck. They've made a lot of money just for Mm. fucking being asleep at the wheel. Yeah. And if you were smart, I guess if you're a Gen X too, like 
I had my opportunities and yeah. I chose to go and do different things. Yeah. Um, but if you played that bat right, you probably would have made a lot of money through property anyway. Mm. Now, if I had made a lot of money through property, you couldn't curb my fucking spending. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like there's like a real demographic of people that are getting choked at the wheel. And then there's a whole demographic of people who are just like, it's just actually not really affecting. So they're not mm. really slowing down. Are they slowing down the economy or not? Like, well, it's a tricky one, yeah, because it's just that perfect medium of... But what what a lot of people fall into is, I suppose, what the the banks are offering. You know, you can roll in, tell them your salary, your circumstances, and all of a sudden they'll go, oh, yeah, we can lend you a million bucks. And that's what a lot of people did three years ago, thinking they can afford it. And then all of a sudden... Um, they're struggling to ends meet and um, they're either selling or having to, to downsize. So I think it's just about starting small and growing. You know, a lot of people have these ambitions to buy this massive, beautiful property, land, etc. But if, if, if all you're doing is working to pay off your mortgage and not actually enjoying your life, then what's the purpose? You know, um, it's just about, Starting small and then, and then growing from there. Um, it's a con. It's a con. It's a con, in my mind. It's a conundrum. Yeah. Uh, like you know, yeah. And if I was, you know, the market now, but just around here, like I think surfing's a curse. If yeah. it wasn't fucking surfing, I'd go and live in a bum fuck town in the middle yeah, of the fucking know, wherever, right? and who gives a shit and yeah. enjoy the countryside. Yeah. You know, but like. I really want to surf. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, why don't I move somewhere towards the desert? Yeah. But then you sort of like, well, then... What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, get some great waves, yeah. and, but I'll have to grow a crop. Yep. And then, yeah, you'll probably go a bit crazy if you're, you know, not near females or the stuff you enjoy, i.e. social outings and <laughs> friends and that sort of stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if, you, if you're like, content you know, with just surfing, no, for I, sure, I, I, like do yeah. that. But the reality is, and it comes back to what I said before, balance, man. Like you gotta, you gotta really have balance in your life. If you just set on one thing, you you'll go crazy. Because as much as people love surfing and getting barreled, if you did that all day, every day, and nothing else for six, twelve months, I think you'll get bored of it, and you'll wanna want to do other shit oh yeah yeah no i like i, I like you got to get a certain amount yeah but then anything past it i'm like ah, oh, fuck i need to be doing something else yeah yeah exactly yeah um and then you go and pick out on a trip correct which so, is what i like that's why i love and i don't know i often <laughs> i often think people must think i'm just a snob because if it's if the surf shit, I just won't even bother yet because I'm either working or um, trying to spend time with family or walking my dog or whatever. But I'll happily not surf for, say, three weeks a month and then the one day it's cooking, just go, all right, time to pig out, get your cup full, you know, get that fix and then back to back to reality and it's you're feeling good. But it's not really a sustainable way because you probably lose those intermediate, you know, senses of, you know, how to actually ride a wave. Whereas if you're just groveling every day and doing the healthy things in between, I don't know. It's, 
It's a battle I often find myself in because I'll yeah, just decline yeah. so many, not even bother looking at the ocean. And then you can see that one day's cooking. It's like, all right, I'm dropping whatever's happening. I'm going to surf for eight hours or however long. And I'm going to milk this till I'm feeling good, you know? And then it's like, all right, pack up shop. We're back to life. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, so when, when you, those early days, you were like, musically jamming with the ruds and yep. all that that heyday do you remember when for surf, like you, you said your dad surfed and do you yep. remember him introducing you to that or just how that came about yeah so because we were so close to bells um well, we're all goofy footers actually dad me my brother so i just had goofy footer goggles and would just go right south side little rock you know, cray pots, whatever, super tubes. I'd just be like, I'm going left. And then uh, I used to be petrified of big waves, like just like, fuck that. I don't want to be near them, you know. And then it wasn't until Dad took me and my bro out at, a, I think it was Big Winky or Big what, big Bells, like your classic, you know, four to six foot, stiff Norwest, June, July, midweek session. I think we wagged school and... I was out there going, oh, this is actually, you know, I'm feeling comfortable. Why, why am I worried? You know, a few on the head. How old were you? Mm, I want to say 10 or 11 or 12, maybe. What a great day. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then from there, it was just. And you were, com- yeah. were, were you just the competing? I did a little bit of the like junior stuff and state rounds and a few Aussie titles, but it just. Just the quality of waves, just... I, I used to love it, like, especially the state stuff when I was, like, you know, age of 12 to, say, 17. It was sick. You'd go to Gunner, Woolies, um, Jack here when I was on and just have a good time with your mates, yeah? Like, it was just fun competitively. Um, yeah, I used to... I don't think I ever won one. I used, I literally got second to Harry Mann every single comp. Like, no shit. He would beat me every... I think I got him once in a board riders back in the day. And that was it. But it was fun, man. Like those, He was your nemesis. Yeah. Oh, he was... All, like, he's an amazing surfer. I never had, like, the sour thoughts of, like, I want to beat him. It was just like, all right, second. All good. It's fun, though. But, yeah. It was good. But I, I just... just when I finished high school and like a lot of them did the QS route, I was just like, well, I'd rather just spend my money chasing good surf. Yeah. Like it just didn't, it didn't make sense to pay all this cash to surf a two foot grovelly waves. And that's not to say that, um, to take anything away those guys that surf competitively. I think it's sick that they have that passion. It's, and it's awesome. So these guys are paying, they're not sponsorship aren't paying for. Oh, uh, it's a combination. Like I think Back then, they probably got a bit of cash, but nowadays, it's like... Cutthroat. Uh, it's cutthroat, man. The, you know what the surf industry's like. Like, it's it's pretty hard to get a sponsor. Well, you've got a few sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I'm not... I don't get paid to surf. <laughs> I never have. I just get... I get some product, which I'm thankful for. Um, and used to rock a, a Rippy logo back in the day when I was like 12 to... Uh, 16, 17, the um, junior development squad. We had Roscoe Slavin coaches once a week. Me and my bro, Pezza Slavin. 
uh, George Allen, all the lads was sick. It was epic. Um, but yeah, I wasn't a reigning superstar or anything. It was just just fun, and yeah. they were just had this sort of initiative to coach local guys and support them, which is which is great. And when I look, your name is on the WSL website. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Are you stalking me, bro? Well, I had to. It's my job. It's yeah. fucking you coming on the horse's mouth. I had to see what the internet like might be like. Just got out of jail. I need to know this. What's on there? Just you got out. Just got out of jail. And yeah, no, um, no. It's, it's pretty funny. I was like, "What's this link?" And it was like WSL blank your name. Yeah, no picture. Yeah, no nothing. Just had your name. I was ready. Oh, it was like you you were, they were waiting for you, but it didn't Wait. happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I wrote it down for fun. See, yeah, that's classic. Profile WSL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you decided to go on adventures rather than chase the 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 QS. Yeah. Um, where was your first adventure? Uh well, I I honestly had like, and it wasn't too recently. Like, I had the most fortunate upbringing I could ever imagine, as in. I'm very thankful for the life my parents gave me. And yeah, it's, it's, it was crazy. You know, it's not until you get older, you realize like, holy fuck, I had the best upbringing you could ever imagine. Like we're pretty much at Bell's. Um, mom and dad would take us to Bali every year, like from year eight to year 12, like every single year, June, July holidays. Um, and it's not to say that, you know, they're crazy rich or anything. They just, they like having a good time and, uh, you know, still conscious with their money. But they know how to live. Yeah. And yeah. it was like, hey, like, you know, this is a good family holiday. It's good fun. We get away from the um, the cold of Victoria. Um, so, yeah, those early trips to Bali, like dad taking us to G-Land, surfing, you know, big Ulus, Belongan, all that sort of shit um, was was sick um so good so yeah. how old were you when you first went to indo oh, i was really young i think i went 90 i was speaking to mum about this the other day it was like 98 i would have been like four years old oh knocking wow. around the cave at Ulus, and then i didn't actually surf like the premier you know book at waves until i was probably 12 or 13 um but we used to just go yeah every year we'd often go with like Bali the man, so the man family then. like harry and his yeah. family and yeah um, yeah, some some of like my fondest memories of surfing was just at Ulu's dad, my brother Harry, his brother, just like a healthy competitive vibe, like yeah, yeah, just yeah, like oh, who's got this set wave? Yeah. How sick was that pit? You know, just it was it was good, and I think that's where I really got like the taste and I suppose drive for like tube tube riding and like learning how to you know feel that left hollow waves and how to sort of pump through sections because we like we don't get any really hollow waves here you know like you get the odd day at beacon or here there but it's not like you haven't got that shit on tap like they do in other states so that was where i sort of stuck my teeth in but um the first big trip was yeah as i said mexico i think it was the first one on your own yeah i'm i did a few like indo stints with a few mates, but I'd already sort of been there, but it was, yeah, this is like, I think 2013 or 2014, uh, first, second year of uni, 
yeah did did the did the oa for a week and then down to mexico for it was about five or six weeks yeah uh, where'd you get up to in la for a week oh i think you know the answer <laughs> <laughs> when i was 19 or 20 and just you know i had my brother's id yeah he was actually on that trip and we had the same id going out which was pretty classic it's just, so fun, man. Like, yeah. that's good times. So we did the... Were your eyes out on stick, uh, stilts, like sticks, fucking LA? Like yeah. Bright lights, I'd been to, I'd been to Hawaii before, but I hadn't been to, like, mainland USA. Been to Hawaii before? Yeah, yeah Family yeah. trip? Uh, I actually went with Harry and his parents um, the year prior, which is Oh, God, I just got to ask. First yeah. trip to Hawaii. Yeah. North Shore. Yeah. Winter. Yeah. <laughs> Please just expand a little. <laughs> I probably left that out. Yeah, it was that was um, 2013, um, and that was the year Mick won Mick Fanning. Yeah, and I got to see that and like watch the contest. So he won a world title beach. at Pipe. That was the clincher. Correct. Yeah, right there. And it was that year he got like like two buzzer beaters. I don't know if you remember. Like he was he was losing, and then like literally five seconds seconds to go, he got like a nine or. A, high eight and then he did it again the next heat and then he he won the the world title yeah it was wild sick and so you were getting waves uh yes and no um it was busy because it was like the contest and stuff going on but it was cool to sort of be a part of it and check it out um we got some really good sessions at Log Cabins, which is further. Have you been there before? No. No, yeah, towards like Waimea. A um, couple of epic sessions there, sunsets. Harry had been there a few times, so he was sort of showing me the ropes and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a pretty mind-opening trip to like see it all go down. And a couple of smaller days at Waimea, nothing huge, like, you know, eight, ten foot and pretty where, fat where yeah. were you staying along that stretch yeah yeah uh kiki shore break you know where clark little does all those like crazy yeah yeah like, right there it's wild oh man it must be such a vibe it is it really is like, and it's oh you got your little poster on the wall that was my grandma's classic yeah um yeah a lot of and it's not for everyone like it is busy yeah but it's I've never sort of seen a stretch where it's like so many like world-class heavy pinnacle sort of surfing waves right there. Like, you know, you can go there and just take a push bike or or rent a push bike, sorry, and just... It's got that old school feeling of just not having to worry about, you know, catching a plane here, going there. You can just, you know, bring a couple of boards and just post up and just, you know, eat locally, hang out. And so it hadn't changed that much when you went back recently? I did another trip in 2015 um, at the time, which was really cool. Got some, like, really good surf. And I had the trip I did recently, I hadn't um, hadn't been back since. But, yeah, it hasn't changed except for the fact it's fucking expensive, yeah. Yeah, that's like what everyone says, yeah. yeah. Like anywhere in the world, yeah, but... Oh, well, some places you can still do cheap, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Some places you just can't. You can't. You just got to shell it out. That's yeah. just where it goes. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like the North Shore. That's one reason why I haven't been. Because I'm yeah. always like, well, for that much money, I could go and spend at this place and spend way longer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and as anyway, we're going on a Mexico trip. Yeah. 
And that was a big... That's why I've spent nearly a year down there. Yeah. It's just because you can live off. So what zone were you posted up in? Well, I did, I've did. i done a fair few trips because I was living in the States for so long. You know? Yeah. So over, over a period of a long time, I spent... I did a lot of trips which equated to nearly being down there for a year. Yeah. Um, so I hung down the south where... When you said about seeing Dazzler... Yeah, Dazzler was, Wilcox. Yeah, which was um, Porto and then south of Porto. Um, those point breaks down Selena, there. Selena, Cruz? Uh, no, not Selena. Um, Baradella Cruz. Oh, yeah. The, was that in its heyday when it was like the best way ever? It's pretty sick. Because they had that sick. contest there 2006, remember that? The Rip yeah. Curl one? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was um, no, it was a couple of years post that because I was at school in New York when I went down there yeah. then, I'm pretty sure. Went down. Yeah, man, that was a really good... I spent a month there. Yeah. Uh, been, uh, spent a lot of time in the Michigan. Oh, yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Pretty heavy in there. Yeah. Fuck. So anyway, let's go back to you. Yeah, you yeah. LA so we did week the party. LA, just <laughs> got all those toxins out of our system. Yeah. Checked out the nightlife and it was like, all right, oh, we need to get some waves. Um. Got to Porto. There's a bunch of us there. Me, and my bro, Jackson Wiley, Nick Pike. I don't know if you know Pikey. He's a local lad. Um, and then um, Harry and Todd Rosewall were there. They were there actually surfing a QS, but met up with us for a few days. Harry, man, and Todd. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, sure enough, day one we rock up. It's just cooking Porto. Like we surf. We got there in an afternoon. Yeah. Sort of light on ease. Did you like, drive from Max City? Or did you fly uh, we in flew and then... to, is it a, Osaka or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oaxaca or Oaxaca, Oaxaca yeah, yeah. And did the drive and then rocked up. It was light on ease, sort of like six foot, but a couple of fun ones. And then sure enough, the next morning was just like eight, ten foot and just chauffeur. And I, I had like a six five thinking I was sweet. And here's like all your big wave days, like Shane Dorian. Tom Lowe out there on like eight sixes. And I was just going, oh my God, what am I doing? Didn't really get any. Got a couple of fun ones. But, How um, much water pushes around? It's wild. Like, yeah. So much volume. Yeah. And just purse, inch, whatever. Like, just. Yeah. I, that was my. Like, I only surfed it one night, same as you, rocked in in an Arvo. Yeah. Pulled in. It had just been a huge storm, and it was like four to six foot and pumping, yeah. and there was no one out. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Grabbed my board, sprinted across, paddled out on a 6.4, first wave. I just got fucking pitched. Right. <laughs> just pitched. Yeah. Got throttled and was paddled out. My mate Sanger at the time, he just got out. And I was like, dude, that is fucking heavy. And yeah. then the space within half an hour, there was like 100 people out there. Yeah. And because it had been an electrical storm, everyone got oh, out. They freak- but that would have puffed offies then, yeah? Like when it goes rain stuff comes in. It was in. so clean. Yeah. Dude, it was so clean. Because that's when... Um, when we were there, for, like you get your trade on ease, and then if it, if like a rain squall came through, it it puff like back offies, and no one would be on it. Like, oh, puff back offies. What do you mean? Like went back offshore. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it and was not, so... no one would be on it because it's like, oh, it's done for the day. It's a ride off. Or maybe that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not long after, it got really crowded. Yeah, okay. Because I was like, this is sick. This joint's sick. Mm. 
But no, it got way too much. Yep. So anyway, 8 so to 10. So we surfed that morning. 8 to 10. Cooking, yep. Like on a 6-5. Like, yeah, I, was, I got a few waves. Harry actually got a fucking like psycho one. I'll show you the clip after this. Um, just lucked in, massive tube, stood up, like spat out. We were all just losing it. Um, and then the next day was meant to be like, I don't know, huge, like 50 foot. Like all the big wave days were showing up, Mark Healy, Dorian. And we're like, all right, we don't have boards for this. Let's go to Selena Cruz. So we ended up um, speaking to a few, because you know it's held down there. Like you can't just rock up. You need a, a guide. You've got to pay a guide to stay at their um, camp, um, which is sick because it's like you got to pay a local person to take you there. You, mm. you can't just roll in and you're supporting the local community like – I can't. I actually back it. It's expensive, but like, I want to keep the numbers get, down. You get uncrowded waves. So we yeah. we got in touch with this camp, left that Arvo, got there that later that day, Selena Cruz, and then we had like three days of just cooking. Is that where Tom Curran did that clip recently? It's one of those points. Yeah, it's one of those points. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. And it was yeah. Sure enough, just cooking points like we surf. Uh, have you seen that movie trilogy? The old Billabong one, Andy, Taj, Paco. Oh. You've probably seen it. Anyway, it's those points. Yeah, we got it, you know, four to eight foot pumping, which was just wild, um, uh, which which was good fun. And then went back to Porto and had like two or three more weeks there. And that was... Two a, or three more weeks in Porto. Yeah, and that wow. was just a combination of... Surf and party and looseness, yeah. It's <laughs> like, real loose joint. Yeah, we sort of got the surf fix. All right, let's let's check out this joint. And yeah, it was it was yeah for you know nineteen twenty year old you know just rolling around and seeing what you can do and what 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 you can get up to. Yeah, so, well, how far can you uh, get away with shit? Yeah. Um. Any heaviness go down? Not really. It was I think. Where a lot of Aussies get trapped is they go to like Thailand, Phuket, um, Bali, and they can just, you know, they roll in, you get your token Aussie bogans and think they just run the joint and just do stupid shit. And there's no sort of reaction to that. Whereas Mexico, if you fuck up, like oh, heavy shit's going to go down. Like if you got your head screwed on, you know what's up. It's, um, it's fine. Like it's, I felt safe. Like a few sort of, few nights walking back you know if someone's coming up you'd see just army dudes with fucking ak's rolling in the back of a ute just like hey can we stop you and search you like you just you know what it's like you yeah. got to be switched on with what how you party and what what you get up to and yeah. who you're rolling with yeah. yeah um but nothing nothing crazy yeah just just keep your head down and always watch your back you'll be right <laughs> so then you came back so um when when you're growing up around here surfing yeah and you're knocking around and you're on the junior who were you looking up to who who was like locally locally um a num well it's sort of like two different spaces there there's more like high performance surfers yeah so you know ripping to the beach um i obviously as i've mentioned knocked around a lot with harry man done a lot of surfing with um todd more recently you know timmy stevo and those lads um but back then um 
I I sort of just liked every, I suppose, goofy footer, to be honest. Like, like Sir Lou Callanan over at 13th, um, uh, Swiv at Bird Rock, um, my brother, my dad. Chris Rowley? Chris Rowley, um, Jeff Rowley, who we'll speak about. Um, yeah, just, just goofies. I just was so in, intrigued by how what lines they drew, how they surfed, and particularly like Bells and Winky, you know, it's a, they're tricky waves to surf on your backhand. Like Oki. Oki, um, Ace Bucken, he's like a pretty close family friend of ours. Matty Wilco, um, yeah, just watching watching them just blitz Bells and Winky is sick. But uh, as I sort of transition to the biggest stuff, um, yeah, Jeff Rowley, he's, he's taught me a lot with more the specifics of big waves, like what equipment to ride, how to approach sessions, like breath holding stuff. You've had him on the show talk about, you know, his... Have you done his breath holding stuff? I have, stuff? yeah. It's, it's great, It's amazing, it? yeah. Particularly like on the lead up to a swell, just getting in tune, the CO2 tables, I think. Is I don't that know the first t- tables or the second ones? There's so two. he's got the O2 and then the CO2. So um, does the O2 prep you for the next one? Or the the CO2 is the go, yeah. Yeah, That that's like... It's the same breath hold each time, i.e. a minute or a minute 30, but what you're doing is decreasing the time in between. Yeah, yeah, recovery so time's going it's, down. It's getting yeah. your lungs uh, comfortable with a with a CO2 build-up, which simulates, you know, a big wave session. But uh, Crazy what he talks about with yeah. the spleen releasing oxygen. Yeah. Yep. It's wild, hey? Fucking oh. <laughs> Have you had that experience? Not specifically no like probably minor effects of it but not 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 like enough to sort of really relate to it i suppose yeah because it's like yeah. a fucking superhuman super like it's yeah. like you've got a little gas chamber in your spleen. yeah tap into some additional storage <laughs> yeah um yeah jeff is like an inspiration mm. in many ways yeah he drills in so hard yeah so you draw inspiration and and Jeff's helped you in the in that zone. Well, he was sort of the first guy to really I don't know, I ask a fuckload of questions and people get like annoyed at that like I'm very inquisitive mm. and I get the nickname like 20 questions questions like, cuz I'll just ask the same shit over and over but he was the sort of first dude to actually answer those like what hey sort of, what you, what sort of questions Oh, I'd just be like, hey, what do you reckon? What should I ride? How do I do this? Uh, yeah. What do I do with that? Like, Where do we fins? paddle out? Where do we come... paddle out? Yeah. And he'd just, he'd just tell me how it was, you know, just straight up. Like, And I think he really enjoys... Because um, he's he's a switched on dude, man. Like, oh. his qualifications and what he does, like, he's fucking intelligent and his intellectual ability to, you know, maneuver around life is crazy. So I think he really enjoys um, relaying that and passing on that knowledge whereas i've had other people essentially just sort of give me the cold shoulder and i'll oh, work it out yourself you know so mm. um but you've obviously seen like what he's capable of in in big surf like it's it's wild what what he can do and it's incredible yeah like, how he can steal himself you know yeah and calm and yeah. like it just bamboozles my brain yeah Crazy. you know like but big waves, and I know like everybody has a different idea of what big waves yeah. are, 
and I have an idea of what big waves are to me and the big waves mm. that I'm thinking. I feel like they fucking get my arms ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just don't, you know, sometimes when it's six foot and I get caught in the wrong spot and all of a sudden I'm like, fuck, I'm short on breath right now. <laughs> and I'm like, if you add another six foot on this six foot yeah. and I'm short on breath right now, I'm fucked. Yeah. You know, that's a real thought that I have sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And it, it questions your ability, I suppose, but I don't know, man, if you, if like, if you, uh, if you don't give it a crack, I suppose you won't, you won't no, know. Yeah. yeah. You're riding different equipment. Yeah. You've got maybe some safety gear involved. Yeah. You've got more foam underneath you. Yeah. Everything's built slightly differently, more Correct. robustly. You can travel further distances quicker because you've got more foam. Mm. Yeah. And you can regain your composure once you're out of the line of fire. Correct, yeah. So I, I kind of get it. I've been out down there once and wasn't I wasn't real comfortable, but I wasn't terribly out of my, you know. Yeah, but yeah. But it wasn't huge. It was like yeah, yeah. 10 to 12. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, then I thought about it like, I, like, I want to get back into this a bit. And then I bought a big board for it. And then Swift's son had that, monster pop up and i was just like oh my god fuck this my mate actually bought that board oh bretto yeah the dude with the long hair yeah 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 because i he i've actually i've ridden that board because i he bought it and i was looking and i'm like the desert storm the desert storm man yeah so why'd you sell it i just wasn't using it and i was like short on cash at the time and i was like what board am i not using and that was the one Yeah. Yeah, yeah and i was like it's just a trophy on the fucking wall at this yeah. stage. Yeah. <laughs> You're out. I can no, replace good. you. Yeah, you can. It could, it, you know, a different part of your life will reunite you with another board or yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, but you write a lot of Webster's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that particular model, the Desert Storm, I've got a, a few in my quiver. Um yeah camel i don't know if you're aware dude so weird i was gonna ask you about camel yeah have you met him yeah i i know him I, like we i used to message him and speak to him a fair bit back in the day i don't i haven't heard from him in a while now but he's a interesting dude like yeah he's a he's pretty much devoted his life to surfing for like eternity like big ways big barrels uh you know he's just he's literally as core as it gets i i was talking to someone before you came over on the phone about camel yeah there's two people i want to talk to from uh over there and camel yeah <laughs> and he's a camel would be a tricky one to get a hold of I, I i hit him up a few years ago to say hey i want to do like a podcast on you and he was sort of oh maybe like i'd have to see what your sort of vibes about that sort of thing so yeah. it's a girl i just messaged her before he came over who lives yeah and i just wrote to her can yeah. you ask camel because <laughs> <laughs> i also rang rouser about this other fella yeah over there called he's older though he's yeah. i believe okay anyway um so camel webster desert storm yeah yeah they, i met him in margs in 95 really yeah no shit yeah classic camel was like an enigma back then yeah and then that would have been when he was doing the g-land trips as well you heard about those yeah Yeah. man i think he was politely asked to yeah leave 
Yeah, I, I don't know end. the full story. Yeah. I know that he had a, a good good setup for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stories are f- next level. Yeah, yeah. Like he is cut of a different cloth. Crazy. But yeah, he's he's got this model he made with with Wayne Wayne Webster, which is it's essentially just makes those sort of waves easier to surf. Like you can get in early, you can really glide through. It's by no means a model that you're gonna do hangers on top to bottom. It just what I like about it is you can you can get in early, you can catch more waves, you can feel comfortable. You're not getting tired. Um, it's got v on the bottom to make it easier to turn a lot of drive but um what is that model yeah the desert storm. oh that's the desert storm yeah it is it yeah and I that was your the, board is what i saw yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay mm. that was the camel model yeah well he developed it with with webby yeah but um he you could talk to hours for camel about that like he's so Similar to Jeff, so tech and in tune with his big wave equipment, you know, just from experiences and all that sort of stuff. It's you could literally call him for hours talking about different rockers, different rails, different fins. Like, yeah, it's it's refreshing for someone to be so, you know, in tune with their equipment and themselves. Yeah, I don't know him, but I just mm. everything I hear from him, it's he's doing it for him. Yeah. It's not for like a photo. It's not for no, building a, a profile or a fucking anything. He's just doing yeah. it because he wants to fucking do it. Yep. That's it. And even back in like 95, I mean, he'd just like, you'd pop up at weird beaches and he'd be just there. Yeah. You know, just like, oh my God, that's Camel. Fuck that's him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on, on the, on the big wave, surfing i feel like it has a lot of similarities to like just life itself you know if if you really want it you can go get it and have a successful outcome like you you sort of paddle out say on a day at winky four foot onshore offshore whatever anyone can sort of get a wave realistically like without being a fuckwit i suppose but i feel like in those big wave sessions the, the playing field is just reset if you if you've got the skill and ability and want those waves like it's it's yours to have you know provided you you know follow the rules with respect that sort of stuff like i just feel like it's a a whole different uh experience just compared to your your normal your normal surf takes out a whole lot of the flubber floating around the yeah the you know and to people who really want to be out there yeah and then you know like even at six foot winky there's a whole lot of people just sort of paddling around when i'm guessing when you get to the size waves you're talking about you can say you can have it but you've got to fucking throw yourself over that edge and that's not an easy thing to do correct yeah and it's like I was saying in life, if if you want something and you're determined to get it, like it, it will happen. And that's similar with the big wave. You know, if you really want to surf these sort of waves and get your, your wave of your life, so to speak, like it's, it's out there to get. Have and I had- feel like it's, 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 if you can, if you're ready to sort of put your, your, your body and, physically and mentally on the line like it's it's achievable it's it's there to to get whereas that high performance stuff like it's really skill 
based. Um, not saying that big wave surfing's not, but if you're familiar with big boards and paddling and, um, cause at the end of the day, you're going straight. It's just more of maneuvering that board coming off the bottom and, you know, taking that line. Was it Peter Mel's paddle in barrel at Mavericks? Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Just, was that just like a couple of years ago? That's like the heaviest yeah. fucking paddling thing I've ever skits. seen. He, that one and um, the one that Twiggy got at the Jaws event, he didn't make it, but it was like a 50-foot double up and he just drops down, pulls into this like avalanche and his board comes out with the spit, but fucking me, that was that was nuts. <laughs> um, yeah. Have you had two wave hold downs? No, not yet, thankfully. What do you <laughs> wear? for? Do you wear gas or just um, impact vests? Or? I, I wear... Uh, on the like a big big day wherever it may be I'll wear um, uh, like a um, flotation short john under your weddy is that the impact vest just a padded like you yeah, know, your, padded your armor suit or yeah I think Rip Curl does one as well and then 4-3 on top of that and then uh, um, inflation vest over the top so fucking got, doubling down doubling down yeah <laughs> but not not always like often i'll just rock the um flotation just the padded but on the you know mac and days just that bit because the reality is if you get knocked out you want to float yeah yeah so excuse me um if, if you hit your head or whatever and someone wants to get you like you need to be floating yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> have, you had to pull, have you ever had to pull gas oh i've used it um just to test it out like because uh i got one off a mate who works at quickie one of the like original ones and they just wanted to see how it would you know work i've still actually got that original one still going um but not in a sense of like fuck i'm i'm struggling for air it's more just like okay let's see how this thing works and how it goes you know come back up that sort of thing it's they're pretty good but you shouldn't rely on that solely and that's that's probably where a lot of people like they're great in that sense it's it's they're making the sport a lot safer but they're they're a sort of a a masking agent in as in some blow joe can go buy this vest put it on paddle out and go i'm sweet i'll i got a vest on but like all thing there's there's mechanical failures it's not always going to work so um, you should be surfing those waves knowing you'd be okay without anything on. Um, because at the end of the day, if, if something fails or your leggy snaps, you have to swim in or your suit comes off, like your vest, whatever, you, you, it's just you and the ocean out there, yeah? So, um, now, it's that fellow that came around and bought the board, the 9.6. Bretto. <laughs> so, what a he's legend. He's a legend, yeah. I've never seen him around. And yeah, then also- he's actually a very talented musician. Yeah, um, wow. In a couple of bands. Um, he's a legend, yeah. Yeah, we were Fit rapping for ages. Yeah. I was just like, where the fuck have you just come from? Yeah. He's classic. Yeah. So, it's... And the, I hear um, that there's like those guys, they really get after it. Yeah. So, the Hawaii trip I just went on, I went with a mate, Will. Um, um, he's from up north that's moved down here. And another mate, Marvin. Marvin Barker. He He's one of my really close mates or one of my best friends um 
He he's an interesting cat. So he lives with Brett. Marvin um, got long hair. Yeah, and drives a Ford Falcon. Marvin came and bought the board. I didn't meet Brett. Oh, Marvin came here and bought the board. Right. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So you met Marvin. Yes. Yeah. That's the guy I was telling. I was like, what? where the fuck? What? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's yeah he's he's uh, an ex tennis pro that still coaches for a living and has essentially got into surfing and just loves big waves and just get it gets after it yeah just just for the love of it yeah nothing else and i know i know and i'm just talking to him i was yeah. like man like what the fuck like you know like i you know you feel like i know most faces around you know yeah. and just the way he was talking i was like this dude knows his shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? so he was he was a, he started as a boogie boarder um he's booging he still boogs a bit and he's like just goes like he he surfed chopes Oh, it would have been five or six years ago and was just sending it on like 10 foot bombs man like just just for the love of it he made a couple but he got a couple of absolute smokings um and then he's got into stand-up surfing and he's he's just gone to jaws man what he's he got a couple of waves at jaws marvin yeah oh my god he just gets after it and he um just does it for the love yeah like just saves his cash tennis coaching lives a simple life you know very social very nice giving man and that like humbly gets around the falcon yeah life of the party but in a you know humbling sense and then just love surfing it's it's sick to be around it's refreshing yeah yeah yeah. to have someone like that yeah um yeah he's a classic dude so we he was in hawaii with us for a couple of weeks knocking around It it was good fun wow um okay so then Oh, so I just—I've written this down. It says, yeah. "Can you like, you know, like I can tell you some of my mind, but I want to see some of yours. Like some of the heaviest things that you've sort of bear witness to, where you're just like, am I? What the fuck am I seeing here? You know, like, what? Any anything like come to mind where you're just like, what? Either it's happened to you or you've seen in the water, out of the water. Um, I've I've seen like a lot of. Hold on one second. Um, have you thought of anything? Um, I've I've been fortunate that I haven't I haven't like been part of like a a session where someone's got really you know injured. I suppose I've seen like a lot of empty waves, just like big heavy hollow waves, unridden, just like what the fuck like how how has the ocean created this sort of formation you know um one in particular we went to a swell at um cloud break 2019 and yeah there was some waves cloud break yeah was that the code red thing no nah, no nah, it wasn't that it was it was a a, a bigger swell so there's like two two sort of sections i've got the first ledge and then when it gets big, big, it, it breaks on the second ledge. It's sort of like that in-between size, like 8 to 10, where it will like burger on the second ledge and you sort of have to wait for the smaller ones for that inside ledge. But this this day was like a, a proper outer ledge day. Um, it wasn't like crazy out of this world big, but there was some big 15, 18 foot, maybe 
That's Touch fucking bigger. huge, yeah. man. That, that is <laughs> fucking huge. But there was this there was this one set that came through that was like just fucking top to bottom, like you know the shit you you draw in your school book, just rifling down the reef. And because it's a left, like I don't see a lot of big lefts, you know, a, a lot of the big wave spots in in Oz are all right. So to see this was just like holy fuck, like how is this even possible? <laughs> How big was it? Uh, I'd say, I don't know, 15 to 20. Gigantic. Like massive, yeah. Yeah. No one. It, it sort of broke deeper than the pack. Like it was it was this rogue wave that just no one was in the spot. It's weird, um, those ones that burn in your brain. There's yeah. one in my mind that well, I was at Lakey's once. Yeah. And I was, you know, it was a long time ago, but it was, it was six foot. Yeah. And then one came through, same deal, but not, it wasn't fucking that big, but it was different. Yeah. It broke in a different bit of the reef. It had more water. No one was going near it. It was fucking, I was like so happy I wasn't on the inside. Yeah. Uh, And I was just like, that way is burning my brain. And that was in the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, okay. You've seen waves like that's like, I don't know what it must be like to be in the water with waves like that yeah it's frightening for sure but like coming back to this whole like big wave you know you can get pretty spiro about it like in hawaii recently i had a session at um with my mate will at a wave called himalayas i think i'm sure you've seen it i've heard like a big big left again it wasn't mac in this day it was only say 12 foot um maybe a couple of bigger but it was just not a cloud in the sky and this where this sits like near Lenny K, you can just see all the big luscious mountains you know rainforests and you just go like where the fuck am i right now like how how did i get here and like am i in like a a movie or another dimension you know and then you just see these like it wasn't a breath of wind that day you see these waves coming in and you look back and you see the mountains and what what your surroundings are you know the mists like it's pretty it's enlightening and you know you all these emotions come through you that, that's what i really like about those sessions like it's just got a different energy to it um you know i'm probably waffling on no, getting no, all deep. no no i love it but man. um no, compared to you know everything's it, an energy there's, in my there's eyes. always there's that positivity and that enlightening feeling in those sessions you know um which is what i what drives me to to those sessions you literally come in thinking like fuck um there's nothing else in life that that makes you feel like this you know um yeah it's just wild now driving on the opposite direction to that i'm just gonna bring something up that i read yeah before i bring up something that i heard Let's just say we drive that way a fair way. Yeah. And there's a session you paddled out somewhere with a mate. Yeah. And you went in the first wave and broke your board. I read this article and you... Oh, yeah. And it sounded like a pretty scary... Yeah. ...scenario. So... And you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he... I went the first one. We paddled out. No one there. This was... Yeah, I know the session. This was up at New South Wales. Yeah. At a, yeah. At a slab there. Yeah. 
so I, I just I'm drilling back on this because we go from having those days where you're so elated yeah. to then these moments where you're like, yeah. So it was, yeah, that day was wild because it was like six to eight to ten foot, no one out, and where it is up on the east coast, it's it's sharky as fuck. Like it's there's been sightings, yeah. a couple of attacks, yeah, um, and. All morning, it was just a bit too low to surf. Like, it was just stepping out, ledgy, fucked, um, really hard to get into them. And then eventually, we were just like, all right, we got to go out. Like, saw so many good ones. And then we paddled out, and I went the first one, took off, pulled in this pretty pretty large, yeah, tube I was in. But the foam ball just sort of, like, bucked me off and then came up. And my board and my leggy had snapped and where we where we were it's like a long swim into this like deep dark black channel and instantly you just that goes off in your head like fuck am i a seal right now I'm just bobbling above the surface so lucky my mate saw me and i yelled out to him like hey like my board snapped my leggy snapped um can you just help me get in so he ended up rounding up the other half of my board swimming it back and pretty much just looking like a wounded seal all the way back in but thankfully we got back in one piece it was a scary uh you know a couple of hundred meters swim though when you like i know my own mind i fucking freak in those situations yeah like i have to count start counting things like i count strokes yeah just to fucking try or i tell someone i've been in a situation where i was telling someone jokes Mm. to try and just fucking just do anything but think about that yeah were your mind <laughs> well you you sort of just have to relax like you, you come it's similar to like getting a hold a hold down or any stressful relate like effect in life which is again coming back to big wave surfing having a lot of similarities for you know life experience any sort of stressful moment or pressure point if you just relax and calm yourself get through it, it it's going to be okay but it, obviously in this instance, I'm sort of at the mercy of uncontrollable things. So all you really can can do is is just relax, get to shore and hope you're not going to get eaten. Because you, you sort of just got to think, well, if I panic and freak out, like what, what benefit is that, you no, know? Yeah. And what energy is shooting? Yeah. yeah. And I was, it was, it was scary for sure, but you just, there's, there's a shore we got to get there and um, hopefully one piece. <laughs> So you can take the bait on this one or not. Um, at the same similar spot, I heard that there was a another surfer there once that you had a run in with. Um, you can expand or not expand on that. Yeah, we do not know. We can talk about that because it is what it is. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I just heard secondhand. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's. I I suppose at that point was. Um, surfing there a lot and you know what it's like it's it's these held down spots and uh at that point i probably was young and i was young and uh potentially a bit greedy and um you know probably was uh just getting a bit excited and just just you know getting a bit selfish in 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 those sort of situations and uh I suppose what my actions were directly wasn't probably what w- didn't 
like deem what was necessary with the outcome but it it was a it was a i suppose a learning curve for sure but it's just i don't know you can take it as it comes yeah but at the end of the day it's it's just surfing man like fuck there's, there's no but that doesn't happen around here much anymore no there's a primitive aspect that's still out there yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah but it was yeah i don't know it's at that point it was a pretty pretty sort of heavy couple of months because you know what it's like with like rumors and stuff man like shit shit goes around like surfing world pretty quick and all of a sudden people asking you what's going on and then people make assumptions on you and what happened and this sort of shit and you know people can make their own sort of assumptions but i suppose for me it was partially i was you know out of out of line with probably my actions previously and how i was you know young and silly and dumb and learned a few things but i suppose how it all went down wasn't the ideal uh proceedings but it's just how it is in those sort of areas you know and um you just got to get on with life and fucking keep getting it after it, yeah? Because if you just oh, back down and oath. put your tail between your legs, you you can get freaked out. And Oh, yeah. man. Like, fuck. You know, every moment has a, is, a, is an, an individual moment unto itself and you don't know. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. fuck, man. I've done so many fucking stupid things in yeah. the surf. Yeah. I've fucking yelled at someone the other day and I wish that I hadn't. And, yeah. You know, like, or, or you know, and I've in turn... You know, accidentally when things are getting frustrating and winking, you like fuck someone snakes you and then you drop in on them, but you drop in on someone else that didn't snake. You know, it's just yeah. like things get cerebral quick. Yeah, especially when it's crowded and fucking annoying. Yeah, um, you know, and you live and learn, and just like every yeah. surf has a different fucking lesson or not lesson, or you leave feeling great or you leave feeling fucking angry at the yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, I, I, I think there's a lot of toxic. Um, toxic ways with it's it's about that balance yeah like at the same time there's there's the surf etiquette but I still think you know a good form of communication is 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 the best form of sort of resolving these issues I understand people you know and how these works in the old school way obviously you know phys- physicalities that sort of stuff but it's like settle it sort it and and move on yeah because if you hold on to grudges you're not you you flash 10 20 years and you've wasted your life using that energy and emotion to just fucking hold on to something yeah ah beautifully put um because you only get one shot at this this thing man like beautifully put though like you can be like you know like it happens with family all the time man you Mm. have a dust up with a family member and be all like you know just because it was so raw and then like i'm pretty quick to make peace with anyone that i have a beef with yeah fuck holding on to shit yeah exactly i want to be free i don't want to go fucking <laughs> bed thinking about fucking fuck this fucking yeah. you know i'm gonna get him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that obviously occurrence was pretty you know I, I suppose i'm a pretty sort of sensitive soul but it did sort of play a pretty pretty negative part of my life at that point for for a long time particularly with the way of surfing and rumors and that sort of thing um can i expand a little bit 
Not really. Uh, you don't have to. I don't care. It's like... Yeah, it just, just is what it is. Like, I, I sort of just held on to it, I suppose, for for a long time. And You wish it didn't happen? Oh, no. Of, of course not. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I suppose I wish it didn't go down the way it did. Um, but what happens, happen. And, you know, I won't get into the details on that. But shit happens. And, you know, I, I probably, as I said, was young and dumb in a few ways like that. And probably what happened, I don't think, was warranted but it did and that's how they deal with it out in those spots and it is what it is and you know um life goes on you won't be the f- you weren't first and you won't be the yeah, last you know fucking just keep moving yeah 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 so life goes on brother it does man it does um i just wanted to ask and you know you know like you know thanks for indulging yeah that's all right because it's just like as you say a lot of people talk and you don't yeah. know what to believe yeah you know like chinese whispers is pretty awesome yeah that's it (laughs) (laughs) um and what about like right now like um driving into the the close foreseeable future like inspirations goals um just get through this project into like health and fitness yeah i think see out this project and then hopefully have a a couple of months off or do some more traveling and just stay in tune and enjoy life um what did do you do anything to tune up like uh I, yes yeah i i do i do a lot of pilates actually yeah like, i don't know if you've tapped into that no i've done um, some pilates yeah yeah I, I sort of wrote it off for a long time and um nancy got me into it and i was just like holy shit this is so hard like it's shaking like you're shaking like, and then it's good like core thickness i've had a fitness sorry i've had a lot of like back issues over the years and that that helps a lot yeah um like core yeah your whole upper body yeah it's amazing and good fitness it's it's hot you sweat it just ticks all boxes um apart from that do a little bit of swimming um and just a bit of paddling in here and there but it's it's comes and goes like some weeks i'll be flat out at work and i won't train other weeks i'm just like head down get after it um similar with like i suppose dietary stuff i try and have like you know bullet coffees your juices each day eat healthy what does your bullet coffee look like so i think it's 36 grams of grass-fed butter yeah mct oil yeah two shots of coffee and hot water blended blended yeah and then the idea is you have this slow burning fat so you just have that for brekkie i won't have breakfast just a coffee and and, and a juice and then not eat till midday and it gives you that long sustained energy rather than those peaks and troughs of you know multiple coffees sugar that sort of stuff and um it's sort of like the keto yeah keto sense of lowering your carb intake that sort of thing yeah i've I've, i tapped into it a few years ago but then have been back on the train recently it's been good especially with work like being pretty taxing so yeah and I reckon when, when you're in that environment, there's probably, it's easy to not have a good diet. Yeah. When you're yep. working heaps. Correct. And time poor. Yeah. It's sort of hard to keep, it's just easy to yeah. just go for the easy, yeah, low-hanging fruit. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Trips? Um, not, that, gonna... not that you want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I haven't done Europe. I'd, I'd love to go there. Like, not just surfing, just... Yeah. check it out with you Nancy know. yeah 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 see what it has to offer but good waves too yeah so back end of 
hopefully this year get some of their winter swells and check it out um i've done a lot of you know tropical trips which is sick but keen to mix it up and yeah, yeah just do something different you know yeah, yeah yeah all about balance have you been to the northwest of wa no only only margs down south yeah yeah haven't ticked that one off yet yeah that's, that's just one that's been i'd love to tick off as well yeah jamie powell let's oh. do it brother thank you thank you i want to say yeah really enjoyed <laughs> the yarn we That's covered good. some territory we, did. we started at um <laughs> politics and world war now we're <laughs> stoking out on surf That's a good flow it is it is thank you cheers brother okay well there you have it there was my chat with none other than jamie powell whoever you are out there in the wide world Thank you so much for lending me your ears. I hope you enjoyed our chat. Um, yeah, look, sorry about the rant. I mean, I'm not, but I am, but I'm not. You know what I mean? You just get worked up. If you really drill in on some of the bullies and some of the discrepancies and some of the fucking things that go down here on earth and you just go, fuck them. But at the same time, I always think... There is much good going on. I get it. I get it. There's so much good shit to do and it's where you put your energy, right? You just put your energy where you put your energy and if you focus on the dark, you're going to just come up with the dark. If you focus on the light, you're just going to always be in the light, like the, the Dalai Lama. But I reckon the Dalai Lama, he's, a, he's acutely aware of both sides of the coin and I don't think you can live in one side or the other. You know, that's la-la. One side, you're a fucking... 666 yeah the fucking the dark side right and then you flip it right round and you're just all um enlightened and wooey and you know uh cross-legged and floating and uh, you know i just don't think there's there's somewhere in the middle somewhere in the middle you can be good Fuck, take with that. Take from that what you will. Anyway, I hope you're well out there in the world. Um, and uh, yeah, doing whatever it is that you do and love. And uh, until next time, adios. Mm-hmm.